Hi everyone and welcome to the VSN Australia podcast. This is Meet the Member episode two. Today I have Proto with me. Could you introduce yourself and tell everyone how you are? What's up everyone? I'm Proto. I am the AGM of DevOps. Uh, I just got here a couple weeks ago. I'm enjoying everything so far. It's been, uh, it's been pretty cool. It's been pretty cool getting to know everyone. Yeah, so um, you started not too long ago, and you've already been picked up by Gustav as the AGM. How's that been going so far? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's definitely a nice, uh, nice learning opportunity. Getting to know, getting to know the role a bit. I mean, obviously, someday I want to be a GM. I think a lot of people here do. So it's nice to have someone take me under his wing, nice and early. Even though he's new to it himself, I figure it's a good. Uh, Good role, good opportunity to grow and uh, learn a bit. Yeah, um, he always seemed like a good teacher. Obviously, he was the GM of the Hounds, where I am now, and I was his AGM for three seasons. So um, I like to blame anything that I'm, I don't do well enough on his teaching. So I'm sure he would appreciate that. So yeah, I think, I think that's totally fair. I, I think <laughs> I think if you're not blaming Gus for something on at least a daily basis, you're probably doing something wrong yourself. I think so too. Um, so how did you get started with the league? Where did you find out about it, and what made you join? Yeah, so I've always been I've always been a hockey fan. I've always been a fan of sim style games. And uh, one day I was browsing the Caps subreddit. And uh, I stumbled across one of the recruitment posts from Dill, which was uh, I, it was kind of like a like a shining beacon. It, it was like, hey, you like these things? We wrapped them up in a nice little package. Come join us. And so I hopped in the Discord, got to know everyone. And everyone was pretty cool and had very similar interests and hobbies, obviously. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been great. So. I had a message from Gustav just after you joined and said, hey, this guy is talking to me, seems like he's going to stay, stick around, seems like he's going to be active. I would send him a request if I was you. So I'm like, okay. I was in the middle of work, so I'm like, I'll just copy and paste the last one I used because they were both for, from the, you were both from the CAP subreddit and the other guy hadn't even looked at his yet. So I'm like, sure, sure. I'll just get this in and I'll send it away and hopefully he'll join the team. And then you came back to me the next week and said the reason you didn't join was because I copy and pasted the. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I felt I felt a little slighted. You know, everyone else is getting personal messages, <laughs> and I just happened to be stumbling through the dude named uh, Capspan because I was like, oh, he probably came from the same from the same source as me. And sure enough, he was a Reddit recruit, and I read it and I was like, oh, that's nice. This guy Baraka seems like a real real good guy. He had a little personal touch to his note. And then I checked and I read my own and I was like, huh, he's playing the same hand here. So I, uh, you know, ever since then, I haven't really liked you. I, I pretty much have hated you ever since. Uh, and, you know, it's going to be tough to win me back over. So um, first thing Gustav told me when he was GM that he always personalizes each message, never copy and paste. So um, I copied and pasted my first like two and he's like, hey, let's just not copy and paste. Let's do everything individual. I'm like, okay, sure. So from then on, I did everyone individual, and I think the only one I've copy and pasted is yours ever since, and it's the one that's come <laughs> back to bite me. 
That's that's funny. Uh, so so that's not that's not actually the reason I didn't go with you guys. Um, I just like messing with people. So uh, honestly, ninety percent of what I say is probably bullshit. So for anyone listening, take Proto with a grain of salt. Um, but the real talk, I, I think that what appealed to me the most when once I found out how little time everyone gets in the M, especially with my first player my first creation i really wanted to go for a cup i i really wanted to make a run and out of the teams that offered me no offense i know everyone rebuilds every couple of years and you're probably on the upswing but it just seemed like the right year for minnesota i looked at their pieces and they had a lot of talent and i knew i could add some depth there at the wing and uh that that's really what drove the decision i just like i said i just like messing with people so it was the copy paste, if anyone asks. <laughs> no, I think uh, Minnesota is a good spot there. Um, Ray is a good GM. Um, I still sort of don't ever want him to get a cup, just as like a friendly rivalry sort of thing. But you know, <laughs> best of luck to him. Well, you should want me to get the cup then. You, you don't want yeah, him definitely. to get it, but you want me to get it, so it's fine. You can still leave the Minnesota. So, as a AGM for Davos. What have you done so far? Have you done lines or anything like that, or are you just a locker room guy at the moment? Oh, I'm I'm still wearing. Um, I I've haven't done anything more than dabble in uh, STHS, but I'm getting used to things, feeling my way around. Um, there's other behind the scenes stuff that I am touching outside of just being a locker room guy, um, but it's 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 still primarily Gus's control at this point. Yeah, no, that's all good. Um... Yeah, I find it um, interesting that you sort of come from, you know, just joining the league to into an AGM role, and especially as a uh, VHL GM, it's very different to obviously the M, uh, where you know there's a lot of focus on waivers, uh, drafting's important as well. Obviously, drafting's important in both, but getting that play because they're only there for the one season. Where in the the major leagues, obviously, you're trying to build a team and keep them around and go for multiple cups and that sort of stuff so yeah it's gonna i think um if there was a vhlm gm position to open up would you want that or are you more looking for the the big leagues is that your end goal yeah so there was a gm position open recently uh that i'm sure everyone knows about and i, I did apply for that um uh, kind of knowing that I, I wasn't going to get it. I know there are a lot of good qualified candidates out there, but I just want to throw my hat in the ring. And so we'll see. You know, it, it's going to be a matter of which roles open up, which which ones do I feel I'm qualified for, which ones do I have, you know, the support of the community and of Gus since, you know, he's my GM right now and he's I got to be loyal to him first and foremost. You know, what, what's what's going to be the right move for me? And, uh, and we'll see, you know, if it's a... If it's a if it's an M GM spot, then uh, then that's where we go, and that's that's where we make the move. But for now, um, I'm with I'm with the bus, and uh, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna do some good things there. I think we're gonna flip that meme around. Uh, that that that's my focus right now. Davos good. Um. So obviously, your play is coming up in the next VHL draft. Are you going to be disappointed if you don't get picked up by Davos or you just, you know, you can keep your player and your GM sort of very separate. You don't care where you end up. Yeah, it's funny. We were, we were talking some draft stuff yesterday, me and Gus, and uh, 
he, he's going to be very happy with this podcast. Just a little aside, he, he's just getting name drop after name drop. He's going to be his, his ego is going to be through the roof. Not that it already isn't, but even more so. So uh, we we were talking last night, and uh, it, we we kind of had this realization together that based on our picks and where I'll probably go, it doesn't look super likely. So I'm I'm kind of already swallowing that pill now. I definitely do want to go there. It's just, you know, an easy transition. And I, I think they're going to be a great club, you know, maybe not next season, but the season after and the season after that for sure. And I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of big names going there, winding up there. And I think it's going to be a fun place to play. So if I, Hey, if I wind up there, I'll, I'll, I'll be pushing to take that first pick that lotto pick, but, you know, I, I also know my draft stock, and I probably won't go there. So, if it happens, if the stars align, then yeah, then yeah, that, that's where I want to be. But, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna join whichever locker room wants me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give them my all. You know, I, I, I can separate the business side and the player side for sure to answer your question. So, okay, so you believe you're not going to go to Davos? Uh, what team? If you're looking at them, what team sort of interests you? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to avoid? Uh, you don't need to start any controversy now after being in the league for a month, but if you want to go ahead. I'm oh, I'll start some you. controversy. <laughs> Let's go. Let's drop the gauntlet. No, I it, I don't I don't think I have any problem with any standing GMs. Um, like I said, everyone in the community has been real cool and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So wherever, wherever I wind up, you know, I know I'm floating around that like, late first, early second uh, area. And that was kind of my goal when I first started was was top 10. And, you know, whoever's whoever's lucky enough to take me is going to have a, a weekly capped player. And, you know, I make my donations every season and, and I'm in it for the long run. So whoever whoever's smart enough to take me early is going to have a good player on their hands. That's awesome. Nice, nice. Um, have you obviously since joining recently, it's all still probably a bit new to you, but do you follow the VHL much or are you still just worrying about what's happening in the VHLM and you'll sort of worry about the VHL when it, when that time comes, when you're in there? Yeah. So it, it, it's kind of a weird balance when, when I'm first getting started out because, because I picked up this AGM role and because I'm still trying to focus on Minnesota. Like I'm, I'm still at the point in my career where a month in, I'm still kind of getting to know the people, the players on, on my two clubs. So outside of that, I'm, I'm familiar. Like I know where the standings are at. I know which teams are hot, but I'm not sure about the depth, the individuals, who's, who's forecasting what, and, you know, I'm still, I'm still getting, getting my feet wet. Yeah. Nice. So as a new joiner to the site, what has been the hardest thing for you to learn? And what do you think, you know, what improvements could be made to make that new, you know, new player process a little bit easier, do you think? Um, that's a good question. I, I've, I've tried to put some thought into that as I'm going through it. Um, and and it, it's kind of hard for me to say because obviously I'm one of those players that was part of the player retention group, <clears throat> which it, it seems like that's the struggle area right now, you know, for how, for how many people are joining, hitting the site, hitting the discord, 
hitting the forums and then just dropping off after a week, two weeks, a month, a couple months. There's there's something there that's missing. There's a piece that's missing. I don't know if it's the onboarding process. I don't know if it's how we're getting these new guys involved. I don't know if it's the amount of work it takes just to have a player who's hitting cap each week. Because that's you know that that's homework assignments every week. You're you're adding another class if you want to have an effective DHL player. So maybe there's a way to work around that. I don't know. I don't have the answers yet. But as I'm going through the process and trying to understand everything a little bit better, and hopefully we can come up with some solutions in a few months. Yeah. So um, I don't know how much experience you've had looking at waiver players. So most players join, create their player, and either leave because they haven't got a request it within 30 seconds so they get bored or what they do is they wait probably about half hour and whoever requests they make the decision from there it seems like you really put your homework in before selecting which team you wanted to go to i know just like looking after i sent you the thing you were going and reading through uh, point tasks reading through all that sort of stuff so is that something you usually do as you go and you know learn as much as you can before selecting you know what you want to do or is that sort of just you're a bit lost and you were just trying to figure it all out before you made your last decision? I think, I think it's a little bit of a combination of both. I think that there are a lot of factors to consider. There's a lot of things going on in the league at once that you want to sort of make this right decision for your player. And then of course there's the internal debate of, well, do I want more points, more, more ice time, or do I want to go to, you know, a, a a cup team you know i had to make that decision and while all that's going on you're you're talking to people in dms and trying to get as much info as possible about the teams about your player about the league it's it's a lot <clears throat> there's definitely a bit of information overload when you first join now i i kind of knew that once i found out about this place that i was going to stay for a while i kind of knew that this was my kind of thing and so it was more calculated and I didn't want to rush into anything, especially because I had already joined mid-season. I, I knew I wasn't going to make sims. I knew the lines had to go in. So I knew I had a little bit of leniency on when I accepted. That's all information that I had to seek out myself. You know, So for, for other players who are in there suffering from that, when they join and then 30 seconds later they're bored and they're out, I, I get that side of it. You know, you usually when you join something new and you get excited about it, you want to dive in and you go as hard as possible. And it's possible people run into that wall that we just talked about where it's like, okay, well, if I want these six stat points, which aren't going to do a whole lot, I have to write an essay, you know, or, or I have to donate actual money or, you know, th there are no, there are no real easy ways to boost your players. So I wish else to, to hook people, to give them that latch. Because unless you're someone like me who comes in and says, okay, I am really going to dive into this. I don't just want to see if it's cool. I've already made my decision. Like, I, I get it. If you're coming in and saying, well, what is this? And then you go, oh, nothing's happening, or I have to do homework. I can definitely see why that turns people away. And, and it's not something that's meant for everyone. It, it's, an, it's a niche. It's a niche for sure. And... I don't know if there's a solution. Like I said before, you know, maybe maybe that's just how it is. Maybe we're meant to only have X number of people, you know. And, and I guess I, I guess it's something that uh, it's up for new players to decide if it's for them or not because it is something you have to do every week. You like you do have to do the homework that we're talking about, and you do have to 
get involved in the community. It's not something that a, that a passerby can really do super effectively. Yeah, I think it's the community that makes everyone stick around. Like, you talk to people and no one's like, oh, I really love writing my 500-word media articles. You know, I don't care if anyone reads them. Um, I just want to see my player do well. Like, not, you know, yeah, you get a couple of people who say that, but most people it's like, I stick around because the locker room and everyone in the community is, you know, nice. Right. So. Yeah, and, and even that, even the community side of things can be a little intimidating. You know, we, we it, it's a tight-knit group for sure, and people are, there, there's memes flying around and people are shit-talking, and, and it's all good and well, but as an outsider, it could, be, it could be intimidating for new people. I'm not saying I want the community to change. I love how the community is, but that might also have something to do with player retention. Yeah, I think... Um... I, I'm not sure about the Minnesota locker room. I'm in it, but I'm only, I can't see all the player side of things. But the Davos locker room, I think you jumping in, while it's still fairly fresh, um, you can sort of get in. Where I feel like a locker room that sort of existed, it's hard to stand, um, step in and sort of join in. Where a new one like that, you can sort of, you're making the rules, you're making up, you know, the memes and all that sort of stuff. So you sort of, fit, everyone fits in coming into something a bit later probably feels like you're a bit of an outsider at first yeah i think we've we've talked about this if not you and i but i've definitely talked about it with some players there's there's a bit of a, a clicky feel to to bhl especially like in general chat and, and i'm sure that that passes into the locker rooms too and it makes sense in the locker rooms you want to have that that vibe that camaraderie that that team aspect but for it to float around in general that could be a little intimidating for people <clears throat> and and i will say straight up before i people just think i'm bashing and hating general is extremely welcoming and when new people come in you always see three four ten people saying hey welcome and i'm sure pms are flying and people are reaching out to them and that and that's all awesome that is that is absolutely fantastic i think that's the best way for new members to really start to get involved just with those one-on-one -on -one conversations um, but like I said, you know, it, it, it definitely, there's definitely a clicky vibe. There's a lot of inside jokes going around and it can be, I guess, intimidating for some of you guys to try to break through that, to try to get in to the inner circle as it is. Um, so maybe, maybe that's part of it too. Maybe, maybe there's, you know, like you said, that feeling of being an outsider. Um, but as long as the, the recruit the recruitment team and even just the members keep reaching out to people and extending that hand and helping them get off the ground floor. I, I think it's, I think it's in a good state right now. I know a lot of people have said that retention was a way bigger problem in the past and that it's actually been pretty good recently. And obviously I wasn't here for all that, but hopefully that's true. Yeah. I think, yeah, you've always, you always can have those groups, but the general discord is very good. Every time I see someone new joining, it's sort of, everyone takes a pause and, welcomes the new person in before you know, going back to what they were doing, I guess. Shenanigans, yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel so far your play has been going? Um, are there any regrets when you first put your points in? Like anything like anything you'd change if you could or you've been pretty happy so far? No, so I kind of knew what I wanted when I created and I had... Like we just talked about, I had that influx of people talking to me right off the bat. 
And so I was running everything by them, like, hey, this is this is the archetype that I want. This is what I want to be. And they said, okay, here's where you want to dump your initial points. And, you know, since then I've been following some, some builds on the forums and looking at the uh, attributes of the players who are doing it in the VHL and how I can build there. Obviously, you have people like Eno who are rocking 99s across the board. I don't know if I'm getting there anytime soon, but... You know, looking at the at the at the other prime goal scoring left wings and looking at their line pairings, seeing why they're scoring so much or why they're not scoring. Um, and I think it's I think it's going well so far. You know, I started off fourth line. We had a real strong fourth line. We put up some decent points. Um, we all moved up to the third collectively to get some more ice time as a group. Uh, just last week, I got bumped up to the second line and. Um, it, it's been going okay on the second line. I don't have as many points as I was hoping for, given the increase in ice time, but could just be a little bit of a cold streak that Bruto's gone through. Uh, that happens. Hopefully I turn it around for the playoffs. Yeah, nice. So I'm guessing you're going for a scoring left winger. Um... Yeah. Yeah, so actually if you if you look at my player bio, my measurables are the exact same as the great eight one Alex Ovechkin. So I don't know if you know much, but my player started off as a scoring left winger, played first season with the uh, Hounds under Gustav, and then got picked first in the VHLM draft by Razor for the Storm. Um, Had pretty good seasons there went into the VHL and my rookie season did extremely well and my second season did absolutely horrible. So then I moved to defense. If your player falls off the cliff, is that something you would look at or are you very set on your player at the moment and where you want them to go? Oh yeah. So I've, I've said this since joining the, you know, team, team before the individual. That's, that's my philosophy in life. That's my philosophy in VHL. If, if you're not a team player, you're not doing it right. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I could switch to goalie, but if that would be possible, I'd, I'd go that far. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's all about getting the W at the end of the day, however you have to do it. So if you don't mind me asking you, what happened to your player that you fell off so hard from freshman to sophomore year? Honestly, I have no idea. Um, I just kept my build going. It was pretty much in the same spot as it always really was. Um, I kept putting TPE or build up to 99 defense. That was my first thing. And then was putting points into skating and puck handling. And yeah, and it just sort of got to a point where, so in my first year, got 57 points. Um, in my second year, I only got 19 points. So really just fell off the cliff. Um, were you, really were you climbing anything. lines? Were you climbing ice time? Yes, I played pretty much the same lines in the first and the second year. Um, in the second year, we had almost two and a half lines. So there was sort of that, uh, I believe we had seven forwards. So there was always sort of one person that was sort of left out. Um, and I wasn't doing well. So I just said, hey, just push me off. You know, I'm not doing well. Just give me minimum ice time, get the guys who are playing well on there. Uh, and then that's when. Banner approached me and said, hey, 
do you want to move to defense? We'll need a defenseman for next season. So I said, sure. So now this season I'm back up to 51 points out of 64 games played. So I might have my best season this season. So it's going to be quite interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, that's quite the turnaround. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. I think I know what your problem was, though. If I had to guess, I would guess that your leadership skill is still a 40. Yeah, I didn't have any leadership last season. Sort of this season, discipline and leadership, because... Yeah, so that's it. That's the uh, that's the hidden secret that no one's telling you. You know, if your leadership is ninety nine, that's where the points really come from. That's yeah. what I've heard. We've we've heard that from um, yeah, leadership's sort of that one stat that people are like not entirely sure what it does and if it's worth putting points into. But I sort of just put a cup through a couple of points in there because I'm like it doesn't depreciate, so you not even if I put a few points, I'm not losing any. Yeah, you bank them. I wonder if, if like you had an entire team with ninety nine leadership, if, if they would just like maybe they go seventy two and zero. Like it's just a complete bloodbath. I don't know. Do you have too many cooks then? Do you have too many leaders up on the ice that no one listens to anyone and it becomes worse? Ooh, yeah, that's that's interesting. This is good. We gotta we gotta do some theory crafting. You know, yeah. I, I think I think we should just take. Uh, Take an existing VHL team and just have everyone re-roll their stats and just dump them into leadership. Yeah. So, um, we've got the VHLM All-Stars competition coming up. Where you picked for that? Do you remember if Ray selected you for one of the competitions? I don't know. If not, I'm going to be very upset. I haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't checked the uh, forums for that. I'm going to have to check that out. Let me. I'll try and load it up and see if we can get. Um, here we go. So, it's something I need to record. It's coming up in the next couple of days. Hopefully, it's just a. So yeah, it looks like you weren't picked. Um, Minnesota picked Danny Diedo for the hardest shot. Gabriel yeah, Weiler for shooting stars. Gary Tarantino, yeah. fastest skater. Ali Kayak for accuracy shooting. And obviously, I don't think you're going to be picked for the save streak because that's usually the, the goalie's role. Well, so. you never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, damn, slighted. That's, you know, that, that's, how, that's how it is. Sometimes, uh, yeah, sometimes you gotta take the back seat. But hey, there's always next season. And uh, yeah, I, I want to see some drama there. starting now in the um, Minnesota locker room. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll call now. I got you. So, um, you're going to be on both the drafts this season with the VHL and VHLM. How are you feeling about the VHLM draft? We talked a bit about the VHL draft. Um, it looks like at the moment you're the top TPE guy for the VHLM. Do you think you go that first overall? I uh, I don't know. I, I haven't actually thought about it. I haven't checked it out. Um, I, I guess I guess my focus for draft time has been more for VHL. Um, but yeah, you know, if I if I do go first. That'd be that'd be awesome. That'd be an honor, and I'd be in some good company. And uh, I think I think that'd be I think that'd be a fun way to start to start my career. You know, 
be able to put the effort into a team that that needs it. And hopefully, someone deserving wins the lotto, and uh, you know, if if they're if they're if they want to go with me, then uh, we'll ride it out, and we'll we'll see if we can bring a cup there. Because I'm pretty sure, off the top of my head, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure Minnesota have a lot of early draft picks they might be able to pick you back up is that somewhere you'd like you know you don't mind going back there or would you rather give it a go somewhere else just to see see the league around i guess yeah i definitely see myself going back to minnesota it's totally something that i'd be interested in you know i think we had a we have a great shot this year i think we'd have a great shot next year i know we got a lot of return guys and some guys that have already been drafted, and if not, hopefully there are other guys that we can bring back and keep a very similar roster. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think we can make a run at it back-to-back years. And the only the only key loss off the top of my head, aside from DeVito, would be would be Hextall, you know, but they, they've obviously been pretty essential for us in this run, having that key linchpin defenseman and the goalie holding it all together. Um, but if we, if we were able to find solid backfills for those guys, then yeah, I could see us doing that again. Yeah. So essentially you just really, you're looking for that goalie to fill in that gap. So I'm sure if you find a good goalie, you can always keep it, keep the ball rolling and keep it going well. So, um, <clears throat> Sorry, as being a GM, what's the thing that excites you most if you were to give a GM role? Are you think you're going to be a big guy who's really big into the trading side, or you think you're going to just look at drafting? You know, what's it's 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 got to be both. It's got to be a, a a full package. I will say that uh, people used to hate me in my fantasy football leagues and my fantasy hockey leagues because I was a devastating con man of sorts when it came to trading and. You know, it, it's it's something you got to do. It, and a lot of people say that a good trade works out for both teams, but uh, a good trade to me will only work out for my team. If you're not making another team really, really fight and give up for what you're giving them, I think you did something wrong. And it's totally possible for trades to work out for both sides, but the, the car salesman in anyone will always try to get the best deal possible. You know, a lot of people were mad at, uh, who was it? Was it Banna that traded picks with Gus recently and everyone blew up? Yep. <clears throat> yeah, so, excuse me, a lot of people were real upset with Banna for taking advantage. Um, but but no, like, that's that's, unfortunately, that's not how it works. I, you know... I, I side with Banna on this, and I've talked to Gus about this. He knows how I feel. Um, you have to you have to be fully aware of what you're doing if you're a GM. Every single move has to be calculated, and if Gus didn't ask for advice or look up previous lotto pick value or have a clear understanding of what he was getting into, then that's on him, and that's that's how people learn, and that's how people get better, and they'll know next time. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think any hate should be going Banna's way because if I had my way, I'd trade that lotto pick for a seventh rounder if someone was willing to accept it. I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's one GM's responsibility to baby the other GM and say, hey, you know, I'm really not giving you enough. Let me give you some more. 
because that's that's charity. That's not that's not a, a competitive league. That's a that's fair and balanced. No one wants fair and balanced. People should want to dominate and win. And that's the kind of mentality that I think people have to have. And uh, that's the kind of mentality that I would bring to a locker room. It's it's not win at all costs because you do still need to have a human side, obviously. But winning should be the goal. And if if you can take another GM out in the process of a, of a trade, then you got to go for it. Yeah. So, are you going to be the um, like uh, consultant for Gustav's for the trades now that you got that? Get in and get the best deal possible. <laughs> I I tried to tell him just give me the reins, just let me uh, just let me make the deals, or at least involve me in the negotiation because. Uh, I I definitely like to I like to haggle I like to I like to find what's going to work best for us and I know what price we should be willing to give up. Now I, I say that, but I'm still so new to the VHL that it, that it's like I didn't I didn't look at that deal and say, oh yeah, Banner really screwed him. But the guys who've been here a long time understand about there's a lot of picks. They know how how prime those are, and you know that's just not. The level of awareness that I have yet, but once I'm there, yeah, yeah, Gus should definitely give me the reins on trades. <laughs> yeah, it's mainly that those lotto picks are mainly usually for the recreates, so they've been around for you know the season since a season plus, you know, since the trade deadline. So you know they've already been around for a full career, so they're going to stick around. I think that's why people really value those lotto picks because right. you know that you've got those people with guaranteed activity essentially. You know, as oh, much yeah. as you can guarantee. Yeah, well, you know, just looking at our draft board this year, you, you have guys who are going to go in the top 10 who are flaky. Uh, you have guys who are going to go in the top 10 who aren't maxing their weekly TPE caps. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally get that that top three, that top five, that that's prime real estate. You know, that's where you want to be. And to give it up for a late first who's a coin toss, you know, someone who you think will pan out, who you hope will pan out, uh, but might not. If that's that's that is not worth having that wifer, that that guy who you know is going to be here from creation to retirement, and you know is going to be maxing, probably even has a job, uh, and has that guaranteed TPE. Yeah, I, I see the value of that. I understand it. Um, but if you just strictly think about it in terms of you've moved back four or five spots and you got two more picks when you think of it that way it's not really that bad but yeah you know that that's the kind of side of it that you have to know you have to understand and that's the stuff i'm still trying to get to know yeah so um the team you get drafted to the vhl what do you think you're gonna do are you gonna because uh, obviously you got a three-year contract uh and then you're on your that's your rookie contract and then after that you can either Resign or play the free agency game. What what do you think you're going to do without giving too much away? Obviously, you don't want people to not pick you because you're like, oh yeah, I'm staying there three years max. But what are you sort yeah. of the team for life sort of guy, or are you going to try your hand at what else is around? Yeah, so I'll I'll be completely upfront and honest, and I think it's a it's a fair uh, side for me to take. I think that wherever I go, if they if they treat me right and I'm happy in their locker room, and I think that we have a legitimate shot to win at some point during my career, then I'm a lifer, um, for sure. I'm, I'm a very loyal dude, 
And I think that if you're managing your club properly, then we, we're going to be just fine. Uh, but then the other side of that coin is, you know, maybe, maybe I don't get along with some of the guys. Maybe I'm not comfortable in the locker room. Maybe we're really bad and there's no sign of turning things around. Um, I think, I think I would do what any player would do and try to find the best opportunity for me. Uh, and if that's in the current locker room that I'm in, then all the better. It makes my life a lot easier. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I think that, I think that I'm a leader in a locker room. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm an A for Minnesota and I was the captain for the, for the NWO, uh, world juniors team. And I, I think people recognize that. And I think that wherever I go, I'll have a positive impact on the locker room and hopefully I'll be able to give it my spin. And I think people should know that when they're taking me, that I'm going to try to bring a little bit of my culture into the locker room and hopefully it'll, hopefully it'll mesh. Hopefully it'll mesh. Yeah. So you very much play it by ear sort of thing, which, you know, that's good. I feel like there's some people come in and they're like, yeah, I'm going to do three seasons, then free agency and trying to get as much as they can or stuff like that. So yeah, it's good to have yeah, someone with an open mind. Yeah. And I, I get that side of that too. You know, some, some people want to want to get paid and uh, that's what they're playing for. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to play for a cup. That's me. So, um, I've got the interview with Josh tomorrow and he put up a question thread and there was a question you asked that said, who's your least favorite member in the VHL? <laughs> Seeing you ask the question, I'm going to ask you the same question. If you had to pick one, who's your least favorite member of the VHL? Um, <laughs> I, I will, I will say that I posted that question, uh, as a, as a loving meme, uh, as a nod to the conversation we had a couple nights ago when we were discussing theme weeks. Um, I don't know if you saw the conversation or if you remember it, but a few of us were, were talking about the theme of like a, like a, like a roast week where everyone just like picked out a person in the league that they didn't like and just bash on them for like entire 500 word media spots. And we were calling it Robbie week as a, as a, as a bit of a joke. Um, but so, so that, that's what sort of inspired that question. Um, I don't, I don't, to answer your question, I don't think that, well, I guess to answer my own question, right? I, I don't think that I actually dislike anyone in the league. Um, the behavior that I dislike the most is when people feel the need to come out and make make the server about them for for periods of time they try to monopolize the attention with like drama e bullshit um just like eh, no i'm not i'm not gonna say any names but i'm sure everyone's aware that people come into the server and they'll just be like oh well, fuck this guy or fuck this team or remember this and they'll just start drama to start drama i hate that shit you know you, you gotta you gotta grow up be a big boy bottle that stuff up come in and have some fun you know if, you, if you're not here to have a good time i don't know why you're here yeah it makes sense um N nice so... attempts though that was, that was a good bait <laughs> trying to get me to name some people
Um, so you're speaking of the roasting. Have you heard about Gustav's roast threads that he used to post weekly? Yeah, he mentioned them. I didn't look them up. I probably should, but I I volunteer. If anyone wants to roast me, go for it. It's all in good fun. And it, you know what? If you can't laugh at yourself, you can't laugh at anything. So. Yeah, I've always, you know, I don't care what people say about me. It's you know, it's a bunch of yeah people on the internet that for me I'll never ever cross paths with most likely because right. being on the other side of the world sort of gives you that you know, uh, protection I guess yeah uh, so it doesn't matter how racist they think you are <laughs> uh, I feel like you've been taught from uh, one memory in particular <laughs> no no I, like I said not naming names <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think we're going to have to wrap this up soon unfortunately I've got uh work I've got to get ready for and stuff like that. Is there anything you wanted to ask? Anything you wanted to bring up? No, man. But uh, th- thank you for doing this. These are awesome. I look forward to them coming out every week and I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, I'm glad that people are liking it. Um, I always just want to give everyone the most amount of fun they can have. And I feel like getting to know people like this where you can sit down and hear them talk for about half an hour, it sort of gives gives a perspective of the league that you know we're all different people all from different you know areas different backgrounds and all coming together to just play, you know create a fake player to play some hockey that's about it yeah yeah it's nice it's a bit of a bit of a deep dive into something that's inherently pretty impersonal so it's a nice it's a nice take plus we get to listen to your beautiful voice for like a half hour a week, so. <laughs> yeah I hate my voice. I, I do the <laughs> editing and I edit it about, listen to about 30 seconds to make sure the levels are good. And I'm like, yeah, that'll do because I don't want to listen to me anymore. <laughs> Let's just send it out. No, it's the accent that does it. It's very nice. <laughs> yeah, it's um, with uh, Dr. Funk and Spyro's podcast. I listened to that and then had to skip the part that I was on because I couldn't listen to it again. <laughs> That that's funny that you that you don't like your voice and yet you are pumping out podcasts with your voice every week. Yeah, it's like if people like listening to it, go for it. But I'm not going to listen to it. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, well, thank you for joining me. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, sorry, it was a bit quick and fast paced there, but uh, hopefully no, everyone man. enjoyed it and everyone learn a bit about you and you know you never know it might have boosted your draft stock in the upcoming drafts now that they've heard that you're going to stick around yeah maybe we'll have the uh once in a lifetime number one vhl and number one vhlm who knows wow that'd be that would be a shock but yeah that would definitely be a shock i would be shocked <laughs> if that'd i be a pretty good go, pretty cool little I, story yeah, if I go higher than some of the than some of the recreates, there, there's no shot. There's no shot. Top ten. That's what we're hoping for. You see, if if Gustav kept that lotto pick, he could have had first overall, and you might have gone both. You could have, you know, made it happen. The only way that I would go first overall is if he had the lotto pick, and he somehow missed the draft, and I was his stand-in. That's what I was going to say. If he was sick on the day, or if he wasn't yeah. there and you needed to do the draft, I would take myself. You've got to make it happen. 
I yeah. have to. <laughs> you know, you know that he's going to be active. Yeah, that's true. I, it's a guarantee. Yeah, there you go. And if you're not, you know, you know who to blame. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me. I hope everyone had fun listening. Um, next episode should be with Josh, and then hopefully the VHLM All Stars Skills Competition will be the one after that. So. Thank you, and thanks again to Proto. Thanks, man.